0: Well, oh, good morning. My name's Chris. I'm the the other, the other new staff member. It's great to be here at NCR together. It's great to be here under this beautiful tree together. And hasn't the weather been kind? Last Sunday, uh, last Sunday it was about an hour after the final song, and about an hour after the final song, it started drizzling. But there were still people. There were still people uh, here gathering and chatting together. It was wonderful to see. Well, our theme at New Community for this year is living with an open hand to God, like Troy mentioned. We'll be exploring what this looks like, what this means to live with an open hand to God and an open hand to others. And over these three weeks, these glorious weeks under the tree, we're starting to consider this. We're starting to consider being open to God, listening to what God might be saying to us, remembering God. A couple of weeks ago, Ali invited us. She invited us to share what are the things in the rhythms of our day that help us to remember God. Uh, A very long time ago, I was a physiotherapist and every day when I walked in through the main hospital doors, walking through those doors was a prompt for me to stop and to remember God and to ask God that I would be God's person in that place on that day. Now, I was a pretty terrible physio, so I'm sure that prayer was also a bit of a desperate plea for help to get me through the day as well. But of course, a posture of this is also an invitation, isn't it? An invitation to invite God to lead us. Uh, Invite God to take our hand and show us what is it that he wants to show us, what he wants to uh, reveal to us. He wants us to know and to live. Well, today, just as I start, I've got a couple of things for the kids that aren't really just for the kids. The first thing I've got is a challenge. I've got a challenge for you, uh, and Vaughn and Jack are going to help me by passing these out. Kids and anyone else, you might like to have a go. This is a sermon bingo sheet. So there's a bunch of words on this sheet, I'm going to say some of the words, I'm not going to say all of the words, so my challenge to you, if you would like to, uh, is to take this sheet and have a go at crossing off the words that I'm going to say, Uh, if you need some help from the adult that you came with this morning, that's completely fine, Uh, if you'd like to just draw me a picture or something like that, that's okay as well. Uh, And I might, if you come and show me your sermon bingo sheet at the end, uh, I might have a prize for you. This is not a thinly veiled attempt at bribery. I'm a mum and a past children's worker, so I don't know anything about bribery, right? But if you'd like to have a go at the sermon bingo sheet, cross off the words you hear. Come and show me your sheet at the end. If you want to pop up your hand, uh, Vaughan and Jack will come around with some sheets. While they do that, I have one more challenge. So I was wondering if Chloe and Eli would like to come up the front. Is there one more kid that would like to come up the front? Remember, we're on live stream. Is there one more kid that would like to come up the front? Maybe if you're about the same height as Chloe or Rory, that might be good. Would you like, would you like to have a go? No? Hands up. That's okay. It says, "Yep, yeah, someone down the back. I'm so sorry. I don't know your name. Please feel free to come down the front. One of you would be great. Eli, I'm going to get you around here. I'm going to get you around here. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to give Eli these weights. I hope everyone can see him. Eli, can you hold these weights for me? Just down by your side and then I'm going to get you. Can you lift your weights out like this? Yep, yep. I'm seeing a little bit of shaking. How are the weights feeling? Uh, They're feeling heavy, he says. How long do you think you could hold them for? Ten seconds. Ten seconds, he says. He thinks he could hold them for ten seconds. All right. Now... Max, Max, could I ask you, you keep holding the weights, Eli, keep holding them, Max, could you hold his elbow here, help to hold his arm, Chloe, could you hold, might need two hands, could you hold his arm here, I want you to remember this image, Eli, how does it feel now, harder or easier, feels easier, how long do you think you could hold your arms up for now, 20 seconds, he's gone from 10 seconds to 20 seconds, wonderful, thank you, Eli, thank you, Max, thank you, Chloe, you can grab a seat again. I want you to remember, remember that image. Because we're about to hear a Bible account of someone who was holding their arms up and it was great that they had some friends around them because their arms were getting pretty tired, holding them up by themselves. What we're going to do is we're going to have a look at the Bible account. We're going to have a look at this Bible story. And then I have a general invitation for us and a specific invitation. So we'll look at Bible account, general invitation, specific invitation. Let's start with the Bible. The Bible account is from the book of Exodus. It's a book really early uh, in the Bible in the Old Testament. Steve has popped the passage on the app for us. So let me read for us from Exodus 17. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. I wonder if you can imagine, I wonder if you can imagine what it might have been like to be one of God's people at this point in the story. I wonder if you can imagine all you've known your whole life, for hundreds of years actually, is a life of slavery in Egypt. And then this guy Moses showed up. Moses showed up and God helped him do all sorts of miraculous things to convince the Pharaoh to let you go. And finally, you're allowed to leave Egypt and on the way out, Moses held the staff in his hands and he held his hands over the Red Sea and he raised his hands over the waters and the Red Sea just parted and you walked straight through. You walked straight through the Red Sea and now here you are in the desert. You're in the desert. It's hot You're weary. Maybe you're wondering, what's next? Well, God's people, the Israelites, uh, once they escape from Egypt, they're pretty quick to start complaining. God's people are pretty quick to close their hand to God. They refuse to listen to him. Last week, Andrew talked about uh, adopting a posture of openness towards God. But God's people have done this maybe they've done this, maybe they've done this, turning away from God as they grumble and complain and start to wish they were back in Egypt. But for his closed-handed people, God is still the provider. God provides food and water for his people and now in the passage that I just read, he provides protection, protection from a group of people called the Amalekites who completely unprovoked, ruthlessly attack God's people. Moses' hands, Moses' hands are central to this Bible story. It's through Moses' hands that God gives his people, the Israelites, victory. Did you notice how many times the word hands appears in these few verses of Exodus 17 that I read? Six times. Check later and see if I'm correct. Six times. See, Moses goes to the top of the hill with the staff of God in his hands. And as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning the battle. Whenever Moses lowered his hands, the Israelites were losing. But you see, Moses' hands grew tired from holding them up. And so his companions sat him down on a rock so that they could hold his hands up. And with Moses' hands being held up, his hands remained steady held out to God. A bit like the kids who were up here holding the weights just before. But there's one thing. There's one thing that our Bible passage in Exodus 17 uh, doesn't really spell out for us. The Bible text doesn't actually tell us what Moses's raised hands are supposed to represent. Uh, this kind of posture, the raising of hands, is a really common posture for prayer. So certainly it's likely that Moses is raising his hands in prayer to God. Perhaps holding the staff up is a symbol of God's power, God's miraculous power to work uh, for delivery, to work in and through Moses. Perhaps holding the staff up is a symbol, holding it up in his hands, is a symbol of God's presence, God's being with his people. Whether Moses' hands are raised in prayer, whether they're raised as a sign of God's presence or a sign of God's power, or whether it's a combination of all three of these, that option sounds pretty good to me. There are clearly two things going on here. I think there are two things going on here. Firstly, Moses' posture isn't this. It's this. Moses' posture is this. His posture towards God. His hands are open towards God. He's willing to uh, depend on God or to receive something from God. It's the first thing. And secondly, Moses is willing to accept the help of others, the assistance of others. In this case... He needs help because his hands are fatigued. His hands are tired. Uh, Human beings, they can't keep their hands indefinitely above their heads. I've watched plenty of Survivor episodes. I know that to be true. See, Moses depended on others to hold his hands up to God. Moses was surrounded by people who helped hold his hands open to God. New community, I chose this Bible account to share with you today because when I think about what does this mean for me? What does living with an open hand to God mean for me? What does it mean for me to to, mm, posture myself, to remember God or to invite God to lead me? What does that mean and look like for me? When I reflect on my journey as a follower of Jesus. What this has looked like time and time again is this. Not holding my own hand up, but like Moses, having other people to help hold my hand up, to help hold my hand open to God. And it has been and it is fellow followers of Jesus, people in my church family, people in my community or my family, helping to hold my hand up. Sometimes that's been helping to hold my hand up in prayer, in prayer to God and praying for me. Sometimes this has looked like practical love and care and support. Sometimes it's looked like like words of encouragement, words to help me uh, to grow, to be more like Jesus. Sometimes that's been in the small moments that I can't even remember, but sometimes that's been in the really big moments where I felt this, let me share one really big moment with you. I was at university and I was studying physiotherapy and it was getting towards the end of my degree and the rubber was really starting to hit the road. And at church, I'd started volunteering in the kids' ministry. I'd started uh, working with the kids and I really felt like maybe God was opening a door into this space. Uh, I loved working with the kids. I was starting to starting to really feel like maybe God was calling me into ministry with children. And I felt great about that. And then, and then I had this one Sunday and I was leading a kids group. And before I knew it, everything was completely out of control. I'd completely lost control of the group. We're in this room where there are kind of inset windows into the wall. So I had two kids who had jumped up into these inset window bits and there were pillars running down the centre of the the room. So I had two or three kids who decided that they were going to compete and see who could climb up the pillars the fastest. I had other kids just running around the room. If that's not bad enough, I had a co-leader whose youngest brother was one of the kids in the group and my co-leader thought that it was a good idea to wrap tape around his youngest brother's head at that moment. It wasn't like that for long, but it was this moment of complete crazy. And then I look over through the window, through the other window, to find the family's minister looking right back at me. Just a disclaimer here, if I'm ever responsible for your children, please know that I've learnt a lot (laughs) since this moment two decades ago. But, but I felt like I'd been doing a bit of this, maybe open to where God might lead me or call me, sensing a call to maybe consider what, what that might look like, serving in a church. And then after this disastrous Sunday with the kids, well, I was disappointed. I was disappointed in myself. I was discouraged. I felt a bit angry with God about what had happened. I was ashamed and in, embarrassed that Katie, the family's minister, had witnessed it all happen. And and so that morning, coupled with a couple of other things that were going on, coupled with a general uh, lack of confidence in myself and in God at the time, I suddenly found myself thinking very differently about church, thinking very differently. I had been doing this and I was doing this. I was closing my hand to how God might have been leading me. And then Katie, the family's minister, came alongside me. And she did this. (laughs) She held up my hand. She held up my hand in the way that she encouraged me and spurred me on. She continued to hold up my hand by believing in how God was working in and through me when I definitely couldn't see it at that point. And she kept doing this as she held up my hand to God. She kept doing this as she mentored me and encouraged me and and equipped me to give me the encouragement to to keep, listen, to keep listening to God and to keep hearing how God might be leading me. And I think that this, when I reflect on my journey as a follower of Jesus, it's been this again and again that's continued to be a significant way that God has called me and grown me, uh, even right up to God leading me and my family here to this place with you, which I'm very thankful All uh, well at the start, I said that I'd finish with two invitations. I have a general invitation and a specific invitation. The general invitation is this What might this someone else holding your hand or you holding someone else's hand, what might that look like for you this year? I want to invite you, if you would like to consider it, to consider what what might it mean, what might it look like as a community to be holding each other's hands up to God this year, to hold someone else's hand up, to have them hold your hand up. What might that mean here in community at New Community? It might be choosing to be here on Sunday morning. It might be something to do with prayer. It might be something to do with supporting and encouraging uh, someone around you or asking them to do that for you. This might happen in the context of our Sunday gathering. It might happen in the context of, of a connect group. It might be a new relationship that's developing in that space. It might happen with your family. It might happen in, in, in your safe space. But I invite you, if you'd like to, to consider that general invitation. What might holding each other's hands up to God look like this year? If this is one of your first times here and you would like to explore that general invitation, then I'd I'd love to have that conversation with you. Any of the staff would love to have that conversation with you. Perhaps for you, this general invitation might start by praying that God will place people in your life to support you or whom you can support. Of course, I wanna acknowledge that there are complexities and, and challenges around holding up each other's hands. I found it incredibly challenging to allow Katie, our family's, the family's minister, to hold, to hold my hand open to God. It meant that I felt vulnerable in that space. I wanted to be someone who was confident and competent. I didn't wanna feel vulnerable and I certainly didn't wanna feel like a burden. So for you in that general invitation to consider what having an open hand to God and community might look like for you this year, you might find it helpful to consider what are some of the barriers to doing that? What are some of the barriers to holding up each other's hands? Might be feeling vulnerable, that was one of mine. Might be feeling like a burden, feeling the pressure of having to have it all together, perhaps finding it difficult to trust others with uh, our doubts and our insecurities or wanting to be self-reliant, I've, this list was easy for me to come up with because I've certainly felt all of these things. But if there are barriers, then considering the spaces that you feel safe in can be really helpful and, to starting, and starting to name those barriers, maybe even naming them before God. Well, that's the general invitation to consider this year. Here's the specific invitation that, that we're going to finish with, finish with now. Uh, and Tom and Jendaya will make their way back up the front. Um, here's what I'm, I'm inviting you to do, if you would like to, for the next few minutes. And I'm going to give us plenty of options. Uh, I'd like to invite you, for the next few minutes, if you would like to, to hold someone else's hand up in prayer to God, to hold them up by, by praying for them. They might have something specific they'd like prayer for. It might be general you might have something specific that you would like prayer for, that someone around you could pray for you. You might like to pray with the the person or the people that you came with or the family that you came with today. You might be feeling like maybe recently as a family, you haven't been holding and lifting each other up to God. Another option is if you would like your hand lifted up in prayer there are going to be four people who are spaced standing around this room so Troy and Andrew and Ali and Yvonne they're going to stand up and there's going to be two up the front and two down the back and if you would like your hand lifted up to prayer in prayer with these folk then please feel free to go up to one of those Of course, another option is if you would like to pray by yourself, then please feel free to do that too. You might like to spend this time praying, thinking about that general invitation. You might like to spend this time asking that God would put the name of someone on your mind who he knows needs their hand lifted up to God this morning. If you're here this morning and this is one of your first times and you'd rather not pray right now, or if you're feeling like you're just not in a place to pray right now if you would like to just sit and enjoy this space for a few minutes to enjoy this space under this beautiful tree to listen quietly to some beautiful music if that's the place that you're in right now then we would love for you to do that as well so now for the next few minutes I invite you if you would like to to pray and then in a few minutes Jendaya and Tom will move into our final song